Welcome to episode number 29, and in this episode, we'll be discussing what is a spiritual entrepreneur and what spiritual entrepreneurship means to us. So um, a spiritual entrepreneur is a person who is in business for themselves in any way. So they're driven by serving others, personal transformation, and intuition. So to me, this is not just being interested in the freedom and abundance that may come from entrepreneurship. So this is something that you would do the work even if you weren't paid. And um, to me, this means you found kind of like what lights you up and what brings you joy. Yeah. Actually, Gabby Bernstein, she, I think it, she has like a blog post or something like that, um, where there's seven signs that show that if you're an entrepreneur or a spiritual entrepreneur or not. So like the first sign is a personal transformation or inspiration is a driving force behind your desire to serve. Mm. Um, The second one is service is the purpose of your work. Third one, you do the work even if you weren't getting paid to do it, just like Ali mentioned. Fourth, you hear an inner calling even if it doesn't make sense to you logically. Five, you choose to trust in the stream of abundance that is always available to you. Six, the voice of passion drowns out the noise of fear. And seven, you're willing to challenge norms and to think outside of the box. I like the voice of passion drives out the voice of fear. Is that what it said? Yeah. And I like that a lot. Yeah. It's um, when you're any kind of entrepreneur, spiritual or not, the fear tends to creep in and it tends to like uh, overwhelm you sometimes. But as a entrepreneur or spiritual entrepreneur, oh my gosh, spiritual entrepreneur, uh, we like me and Ali always talk about this, but, but we like trust the process. We trust in the universe and our higher self and make sure like we're staying grounded. So I feel like with that point, it just, you know, that's where it comes back to is trusting the whole entire journey. Exactly. And I found that on my journey, I have tried not to force things, um, especially creativity when you're and in wanting, if you have this desire to be a spiritual entrepreneur, I think it's really important to um, kind of like open yourself and we're we're going to go more into this um, deeper into the episode, but really like, like Lynn was saying, trusting the process and um, not trying to force the process, um, just like enjoy the journey. And if you feel like you're kind of drifting away from um, like your your other earthly duties, um, like maybe are taking more precedence over your your journey of a spiritual entrepreneurship, um, I think I think it's really it's nice to trust that because you're you're obviously receiving you're obviously having growth in other aspects of your life that can maybe set you up for the spiritual entrepreneur journey a little bit better. Like you can navigate, obviously that's a, it's a really, it's a rough journey, but um, I think like your earthly duties always prepare you for like what's coming next. And so I think like, however your life takes you, I think it's important to trust. Um, yeah. Trust the path that's bring you down because it, 
could be preparing you for something that's really, really great and big that you kind of, you weren't able to really handle before, before like XYZ lesson was learned. Yeah. And then when it comes to like spiritual entrepreneurship, like you just said, like if you know, shouldn't really force it. Also like the journey definitely isn't linear. Like I've seen so many times and like this has happened to me so many times where I just kind of fell out of love with what 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 I was doing like there was the coaching thing there was the uh, social media marketing side of things and like I was doing all this stuff and I was not in love with what I was doing and then I started getting really unclear my journey and everything was like all muddled up and I still try to force myself to do it because I felt like I don't know I would be a failure if I if I stopped moving forward towards my not so much goals anymore but just to do this thing that I didn't want to do and for that I was like I think I've been happier putting those projects on the back burner to really figure out what I want to do and I stopped when I stopped forcing it I felt like I was able to be more creative and think from a more like from a place of passion instead of a place of like scarcity or necessity. Um, Right now I I still have no idea exactly what I want to do. I still have just a general idea and I don't put myself on a timeline timeline. Like I'm not saying, okay, by September 15th, I need to, have like my website up and running because when I'm not putting myself in that like constrictive kind of um kind of box anymore so now I'm just like okay whenever it happens it happens like I still don't know what I want to do I I know I want to help people when when it comes to me it comes to me like I, I do my research I'm still like exploring but it feels fun again which I love Mm-hmm. it's light and I love what you said about um you're you're not coming from a place of scarcity anymore and like that's not you're not coming from a place of forcing because forcing is usually from fear and scarcity so yeah I really like that and I feel that because I've been going through the same process but I mean when I started when we both started this journey it's like it changes so it changed so much from when we first started and like um we've both learned so much like on our own terms and also together like through doing the podcast so I think like um like Lynn was saying just like to really trust trusting the journey is like made it fun again because we're actually like letting go and like realizing that hey it's not going to look exactly how we thought it was going to look like we kind of dropped those expectations that we had in the very beginning um and maybe had from like observing other people that have been on the spiritual entrepreneurship and maybe these people have made um you you know you see it all on Instagram you see the people that are making like $50,000 a month and they're like they just started out like three months ago you know and it gives you it gives you like hope and they're helping so many people and you're like oh I can be financially independent and help so many people and not have to like do um this like nine to five thing anymore but um I think it's important to, yeah, to realize that your journey may look extremely different than that person because you are like, you do come from a different back- background and you are in a completely different like learning process and journey. But yeah. yeah. 
Did you find like when you were building your coaching business, did you feel like, I don't know, like, did you feel like charging, say like $3,000 or whatever thousand dollar amount for a coaching package was like unspiritual of you? Yeah, um, I did feel like that, but I kind of, I realized that that was like a money block and I realized that money is energy. So it's like when you do, when it's almost like when you, and when you trust to invest in yourself like that, you, you feel better when others invest in you. It's kind of like, you know, you're, you're learning all these things and you're helping other people learn all these things that you learn from your coach, but putting on your, your own little twist on it that could potentially help that person that's learning under you better than your coach could help them. Does that make sense? I don't know. It's almost like I used to look at it like a tier process, but not really like tiered kind of like tiered tiers that are like right next to each other, I guess, (laughs) because we're all like learning and growing from each other. But yeah, that's definitely like, honestly, that's still, um, it's not as much of a money block to me anymore, but now that I'm not really doing, um, I'm not doing the coaching um, the coaching aspect of things as much as the Reiki and like, um, intuitive services, the intuitive services feel more, feel more natural to me. And thus, like, I feel okay with charging more. Yeah. But, um, no, that makes sense for sure. I think like, I, I'm still conflicted when it comes to money and coaching and like the spiritual side of things, because I don't know, there's like, there's that money block side of things, but it's like, I think because the people that I wanted to help were not the, say, like, ideal client or the target market that could necessarily afford, like, say, 3000 or $4,000 for a coaching package. And guys, just like a small disclaimer, like, these are my own thoughts, like, by no means is this, like, the right way or like the the answer is just a conversation me and Ali are having right now and like every business is different you build the business the way that feels good to you um but yeah these are just my own random thoughts at the moment but uh yeah back to that is like I I don't know I always felt bad to charge like say a high amount just because I know the people that I was trying to reach were not in a place where they could afford so much money. So I think like when I had my coach, I was like, she was like, you need to increase your prices. You need to increase your prices. And it was something that I didn't feel comfortable with. And I was happy that like, when I told her that she was like, okay, like you don't feel comfortable. You don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, that is super important to consider because that's definitely, like, if you're feeling a certain way, then your client's going to feel that way as well. Like, they're not going to feel comfortable spending that amount. Um, So it's, like, I think it's definitely important, like you said, to find, like, an amount that you feel comfortable, um, like, charging a person and make sure that you're, I mean, you have so much value to give, right? So it's, like, and, and recognizing your value and recognizing like all the things you provide, um, as a coach. And I, and I know you said you're like, we're both still figuring things out, but when you were doing your little coaching sessions that, um, 
Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with your coach because I did think that you should be charging more because you were providing so much value. But then again, like it's, it is, it was, it is like what you felt comfortable with. So mm-hmm. if you didn't feel, if you didn't like see how much value you're providing, I think the other, the person on the receiving end of the coaching would feel that from you, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But, mm-hmm. um, so, so it, it all actually was perfect that you charged what you did because that's what you felt comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, I totally get that though. Totally no. get it. It's like, yeah, I think it's just like, there's no right or wrong answer for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, when it comes to like, say being a spiritual entrepreneur or light worker, like you have to set those boundaries um, because at the end of the day, it's like you're exchanging energy for energy. So putting up those boundaries are really important. Um, Just like, you know, to protect your energy as well. Yeah, definitely. And protecting your energy is such a big thing. Um, like I will give a little mini story just because I, just to put it into visual for you. So I have a friend that I was doing Reiki on and um, his, I think it was, yeah. So his back hurt. So I was doing Reiki on his back and I had a, um, I protected my energy beforehand, but I think I, we were watching, it was like a casual Reiki session. I wasn't, it wasn't like professional. Professionally, I would have protected my energy and not been distracted. Um, but we were watching like anime <laughs> together. So um, I had a crystal bracelet, like a tiger's eye, which, which is for protection on my left, my left hand. And um, after the, after this, the session, I, hold on a second. Okay. Um, sorry, dog barking. <laughs> um, so after the session, I I realized that I had picked up his energy in my right hand because I wasn't wearing anything and I was like distracted by what was on TV. And <laughs> I'm like, dang, that is crazy. That And he said he didn't feel any pain in his back anymore, but I felt the pain in my right arm because I wasn't like focusing on protecting my energy during it. And um but the bracelet protected my energy on my left hand. Isn't that, that's so strange. But like after doing that, I'm like, dang, it really, it really does matter that you're doing Reiki like professionally and like not being distracted while you're doing it. Um, and it, protecting your energy is such a, is a big thing. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> sure. Like um, I used to have people come over to my house to do Reiki. I only did it for like a couple weeks. And I, I realized I was like, I really don't like having people in my home Mm -hmm. like back to back and I especially I didn't like having back-to-back appointments and not having that like time to like I don't know properly spiritually and energetically cleanse myself in between Reiki sessions and I would feel so like stressed or I would feel so like drained and it's because the clients that were coming in they're coming in after a day of work and they were stressed or they were trained or strained and like I was uh picking up that energy and because I wasn't properly like energetic energetically cleansing myself like it would just stick to me until like I did self-reiki or I did a Epsom salt bath afterwards but yeah I uh I stopped having people come over to my house to do in-person Reiki and I don't know if I'll 
do in-person Reiki again, just because it wasn't something I was comfortable with and I didn't want to transmit that to them either. Definitely. And that's such a good observation. Um, like that you were picking up their energy and like, yeah, Epsom salt baths are great for that. And so are um, cold showers and just showers in general, like water cleanses our energy, especially if you're really mindful of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why like after Reiki sessions, uh, we always um, like for those listening who are not, uh, may not practice Reiki, like we cleanse our hands in cold water, just like to release the energy. Um, but yeah, it's super interesting. And like, um, so from our perspective, there's like so many important things to remember when you navigate spiritual entrepreneurship. So we mentioned it, like um, Len mentioned setting boundaries and we both talked about protecting our energy. Um, so I think like the next thing is like Len was saying, like owning how you feel and like owning your personality and not giving exclu- excuses or disclaimers. So that's like authenticity to me um, and like being true to yourself and not really um, – how would I put this? It's like, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, you know, uh, I don't know how to like put it into like say one word, but it's like having your personality shine through in your business or like being like your own brand per se, I guess. Like your path personality is your brand, but I don't like seeing people as brands either. That's just weird. I know. It's like an entity. Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah. Um, Let your personality shine through and like, don't be sorry for, I don't know, speaking your mind. Don't be sorry for like uh, swearing just because you're a spiritual entrepreneur. You can still say curse words if that's part of your personality. Like, to like be like a I don't know a boss babe is that what some people still boss say? babe yeah <laughs> I was fully expecting you to say like f this or something like <laughs> like why you said that don't be afraid to say <laughs> <Okay>. but but it's like it just yeah be you yes. Yes. And that's why we're so silly and goofy because we actually really are like this in real life. So, um, yeah, <laughs> like extremely, though, actually. <laughs> What's that? maybe a little worse in real life. Yeah. Honestly, like even more so for sure. Like even more silly and goofy and crazy. Yeah. But, um, that's just like how, yeah. It, and we, we are owning our personality here because we aren't perfect and we're like imperfectly host or imperfectly doing something that feels good to us and like we want to help people and um we know there's a lot of new people on the spiritual journey so it's like anything we can do to help and yeah and that brings us to our next point is like not being afraid to seek outside help and support <clears throat> sorry yeah yeah um I think that was like one of the things I struggled with a lot in the beginning because you know I have like that prideful like person like leo personality like typical leo over here um i do have a kind of a, a pride about some things about especially seeking help because i want to do i have an independent spirit i guess i should say it's a little bit more positive frame of that but um i like to do everything on my own um and i like to learn everything on my own and i like to gather like my own perspective versus like listening to somebody else's perspective and, and going with it i like to like use my discretion on everything i guess Um, but I think like 
over the past year, I've been better about opening myself to um, taking on other people's perspectives and not necessarily as my own, but like taking like what I feel um, feels good to me, I guess. Yeah. And that's like really being authentic to yourself. So that's perfect though. And then like another one, like which ties into that point so well is getting to know your shadows and like integrating them. Mm-hmm. Um, shadow work or like even just like your dark side, we're human. Like this is part of human life. Like we will never 100% get rid of our shadows but learning to getting to know them and working on them and kind of reframing them is all part of the journey like for me personally I am like really hard on myself Mm -hmm. and I have a really big fear of being inadequate and people seeing me as being inadequate and I've been working on reframing that in trying to say it's like okay there's room for me to grow and there's so much potential um but just you know embracing your shadow side because like every shadow side there's a light side to it you can't have darkness with light and vice versa so Mm -hmm. it's like working together to unify both sides of yourself yeah and like um also the last point that we have here is staying authentic to your values. Um, so not being ashamed of your desires and, um, yeah, not being ashamed to like, and being vulnerable, like Lynn just admitted something that is really vulnerable. Like she feels like sometimes she's inadequate and I feel the same way. Like, I think a lot of people may feel that way too, especially Mm -hmm. those listening, because we are like, I think a lot of people that are interested in this content are about this personal development life. So I think, being aware of the, of like how we are is really important. And um, honestly, I really like vulnerability. I think it's extremely strong of people to be vulnerable. And um, I think it's like kind of like a hot topic right now. <laughs> I think more people are, um, yeah, like embracing it, I guess. And, but yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. <laughs> like, vulnerability is no longer a sign of weakness. Like it used to Absolutely. be like, people are seeing it as a strength and now it's like I don't know it's 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 nice and it's refreshing refreshing is such a good word I love that yeah it is very refreshing Mm -hmm. um especially like I'm like over like the people trying to hide their true selves and just to appear a certain way and um yeah um what is it vulnerability is sexy like (laughs) and it's it's really is like especially in relationships I'm just like that is like my number one not maybe not number one thing but I really appreciate that if it yeah if it happens in a relationship so um but yeah so our last like points we want to make about this is um when you are in the spiritual entrepreneurship journey it's like it's important to believe in your vision so wholeheartedly so so like we mentioned you could work like um five or 10 years without any income coming in if it came to it. I mean, obviously that's not going to be the case for everyone, but, um, and you're, and also you'll never receive an exciting idea that you're incapable of bringing to life. So if something like excites you, like you receive an exciting idea and you're like, Oh no, I can never do that. That's basically have to tell yourself like, that's not true. I could totally make this happen. It's just a matter of like, um, releasing blocks and releasing like the how, 
and um yeah setting intentions and like um opening your channels to receive exciting ideas as well it's like that's like my number one thing that I have struggled with is like open opening myself to receive um ideas that may lead me to what I want to be working on in the future like lead me to my desires which is like being financially free and independent and um, being able to serve others in a way that feels very authentic to the person I am and very authentic to my gifts that um, that I'm here with and that I know of. So <laughs> at least of ne- for, for now. Um, yeah. And like when you're a spiritual entrepreneur and you lead by serving and not selling, things just fall into place. Like that, that sounds really like woo-woo-ish I guess but like when you just like I don't know you attract a different type of energy level when you're serving and you're not coming from like this forceful place or a, a place of fear or scarcity like we were talking about earlier and things just kind of like flow in naturally when you are serving to your ideal clients or um, the people that you're looking to serve so yeah so that is a wrap on our spiritual entrepreneurship episode we hope you guys liked it um and yeah we also want to announce the contest that we're doing or we want to announce it again so we're doing we're giving away a book right lynn what book is it it's um untethered soul yes so we're giving away the there's two things we're actually giving away so we're giving away the untethered soul or you could win a free intuitive a free un- intuitive oh my gosh I was gonna got this. Got this. I believe in you <laughs> I was gonna say untuitive I'm like no that's okay my voice has cracked like 15 times during this podcast <laughs> yeah you get an intuitive reiki session with Ali um so Yay. All you have to do is leave us a review on wherever you listen to your podcast, uh, iTunes or Spotify, and just take a screenshot of your review and we like submit it to us on Instagram or you can email it to us. Uh, Both of those tags are in our show notes, but it's easy peasy, lemon squeezy, so Mm you'll be a winner. Yay! Yeah, so we're super excited to hold this contest and super excited to read your reviews. So reach out to us once you leave one and we look forward to seeing them. Yes, all at girls. 